0: So I remember quite clearly the first time I went to the principal's office. Grade 4, St. Michael's Elementary School, the principal was Mrs. Jackson. And I was brought to the principal's office because I had gotten in a minor, minor altercation on the playground. Basically we had this tire swing that was very popular and everybody would line up for the swing. And I was there obeying the rules and I lined up properly. But someone pushed me to cut in line. So what was I supposed to do? I pushed the other guy back. And then we had a bit of an altercation, and then we were brought to the principal's office, the typical thing, you wait out line and each goes to tell their story. So I tried to explain to the principal, you know, what was I supposed to do? This person came and pushed me. What was I expected to do? This really cuts to the heart of what Jesus is talking about in the gospel today, about how we seek reconciliation when somebody sins against us. So I wish I could say I've gotten better at this since grade four on the playground, but it's something I still struggle with, and I think it's something that we all struggle with. What do we do when someone sins against us, when someone hurts us, or hurts someone in our community? Our kind of initial response sometimes is to seek retribution, But Jesus in the gospel today lays out a different path, a path towards reconciliation. And in this path, we see several steps towards reconciliation that ultimately lay out some important principles of how we can seek to reconcile when someone hurts us or someone hurts others in our community. So step number one, if someone sins against us, Jesus tells us to go and gossip to tell everybody what they did wrong. Just kidding, he doesn't. But that's what we tend to do. If we see someone doing something wrong or someone hurts us, we go and tell everybody about it. Jesus points out a more challenging way. He says, if someone sins against you, go and speak to that brother or sister in private. This is challenging to have these difficult situations. And in fact, this presupposes that we have a relationship with the other person. How challenging is that? Oftentimes we can't even get to that situation. Jesus assumes that we have such a good relationship with people we're in community with that we can have these difficult conversations, that we can actually go and approach them and speak to them. So this really is a challenging thing Christ calls us to and assumes that we have some sort of relationship that is good and tested in place. And Jesus ultimately points out as well in this conversation with the others what we're trying to do. We're not trying ultimately to win an argument. We're not trying to prove that we are right. But ultimately we're trying to win over the brother or sister. We're trying to get them back in relationship with us. We're ultimately seeking the good of the other person. This then is the first step if someone harms us. The second step, if that person doesn't listen to us, Jesus tells us to post about it on social media to make fun of the other person. No, he doesn't. However, again, this is a typical response. We want to lash out when people harm us. Jesus then, if he doesn't listen to us, if this brother or sister doesn't listen to us, tells us to go with two or three other people to talk to this person. And this is a very important principle. What is Jesus getting at? Well, one thing Jesus is getting at is that maybe if this person doesn't listen to us, they'll listen to others who show love, care, and support. Another important reason why Jesus might want us to involve others is to verify that we are actually correct in thinking our brother or sister has sinned. So how often has it happened that someone does something to us and we're convinced they're in the wrong, and then we talk to somebody else and they say, Really? Is that the way you see it? Maybe there's another way of looking at the situation. Maybe actually you're kind of both at fault. That other person can give other insights. Sometimes this happens. We think the problem is with the other person when the problem might be with us. So that kind of reminds me of this story. I don't know if I've told you this one before. Uh, But there was this elderly married couple and the husband saw his wife sitting in front of him on a chair kind of at the front of the room and he wanted to get his, her attention, so he calls out, he's kind of at the back of the room, and he calls out, honey, can you hear me? Doesn't hear any response, so he walks closer, honey, can you hear me? No response, so he walks up right behind her and says, honey, can you hear me? And the wife turns around and shouts, for the third time, I can hear you. No? <laughs> okay, we get it. We think the problem can be with us, but sometimes, sorry, the problem can be with us and not the other person. So bringing in other people to the conversation can help clarify that. Jesus then mentions another kind of step. If this doesn't work, Jesus says, tell it to the church, tell it to the church. So Jesus, in saying this, tell it to the church, isn't kind of suggesting that we keep things hidden within the church, that we don't report real crimes to authorities, no, Jesus is saying maybe we talk to trusted people in the church, maybe people who have more experience, more knowledge of the matter, maybe people in authority, because sometimes other people might know more about the background situation and be able to help, and maybe people in authority can help and convince this person that there is a problem that needs to be rectified. Finally then, Jesus, in the final step of this reconciliation process, gives kind of a step that's very difficult, very kind of extreme. Jesus ultimately says, if this person doesn't listen to the church, treat them like a Gentile or a tax collector. So by this, Jesus means that they're pushed out of the community. And of course, this is a very extreme step. This is something we would call excommunication today. And excommunication isn't meant to be a permanent thing but is meant to seek the healing and reconciliation of that person. A classic example is found in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians chapter five, where there's someone sinning in the community and Paul says, okay, this person is not reforming their ways. Send them out of the community for a time so they can think about what they've done and hopefully they'll change and come back. This again is a very extreme step, but there are situations we can think of where this might be necessary. And one example, really, that comes to mind for me was something that Pope Francis said several years ago when he visited the south of Italy. So the south of Italy, of course, is a beautiful place, Napoli, Naples, all these other cities, famous for delicious food, delicious desserts, but it's also famous for something not so good, the mafia. And the mafia in southern Italy sometimes use their idea that they are good Catholics, they pretend to be good Catholics, to cover up their crimes, to seek the support of the local population. And Pope Francis went there and he preached a very powerful homily and he said, you know, you involved in the mafia, you committing these crimes are excommunicated. You're not a member of the church. And this was a very drastic thing for him to say, but he's seeking their good and also seeking to protect the rest of the community, that these people who are committing crimes are, can't use the fact that they are Catholic for cover to try to win people over. So just like I had that experience in grade four, I think each of us need to learn and have that challenge of how we reconcile with other people when they've harmed us. And on the flip side, of course, this gospel challenges us when we harm someone, how we should expect others to come to us and talk to us. Do we have that courage to change and reform? So we ask then the grace of the Holy Spirit today to really follow this challenging path of Jesus, of how we can reconcile with others, these beautiful principles ultimately that Christ lays out, that when someone hurts us or sins against us, we want to seek true reconciliation. We do not want to win, kind of win an argument or kind of show that we are in the right. We're ultimately trying to win over our brother and sister and restore community.